you? All right. Can you hear me good? Yeah. Okay. I'm Digger Jones. That's Two Gun Tony. And this is Digger and Two Guns News and Views. And it's been a minute, right? Yeah. I've been, uh, what, two weeks? Yeah, about two weeks. About two weeks. Yeah. We had technical difficulties with Anchor. So. Anchor yeah, man. Up. But, you know, we're back. We're back. We're back. So. Actually, in the time of our absence, there's one thing I wanted to talk about. <laughs> What's that? Did you watch the Fire Festival documentary? I, I kept hearing about it, but I didn't watch it. Listen, do you, do you know anything about it? I know it was a big scam and it had something to do with Ja Rule. <laughs> okay, so let me detail the Fire Festival in general for those who didn't watch. The Fire Festival was a festival started by Ja Rule and his promoter friend Billy. Now, Billy is known for, I forget the, like, Malinux credit card, uh-huh. which was like a high interest credit card for millennials. And it was like a huge, like, huge scam thing. Because, I mean, one of the perks was that you get like exclusive concert tickets um, like entry to like some of the hottest clubs in like New York and shit like that with this card like it was a big metal credit card like a black card almost right so Fire was an app where you could book your favorite celebrities for like a birthday party or something like that without going through a middleman right you say booking your favorite celebrities? Yeah. The original, the original Fire app, you can book your favorite celebrities without going through a middleman. You know what I mean? Like, if you wanted to book Rick Ross for something, you can email Rick Ross directly through the Fire app, and Rick Ross will respond. I'm just using Rick Ross in this, as an example. Yeah. So on and so on. And that's what the Fire app was, right? It was basically, you know, people using their industry connects to get you directly to a person without you emailing this person blindly and having to wait a few weeks, so on and so on. You got a response within 24 hours with the fire app from a reputable person, you know, a reputable, a reputable person dealing with that artist. So that's how the fire app worked. So Ja Rule and Billy had an idea. Why don't we take the clout that we have with my credit card, this Fire app, and do a festival that's all-inclusive? You know what I mean? Like, when I say all-inclusive, we're, we're going to do it on Pablo Escobar's old island. And not only that, we're going to have, like, some... Um, I forget the name of the island. It was like North North K or something like that. I think it was Norman's 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 Cove. Norman's Cove, Norman's Cave, something, something to that nature, right? Something in the Bahamas, believe. Yeah, it's in the Bahamas. So we're going to use Pablo Escobar's old island, right? On top of that, we're going to use some of the hottest models to do a commercial, right? Like they had Bella Hadid, Haley Baldwin. Um, a few other, you know, models like em- Emily Rod- 
bitch that was dancing naked in that Robin Thicke music video. Like that Russian model, whatever the fuck her name is. And they said, well, we're going to get some of the biggest names to talk about the Fire Festival. Which they got Kendall Jenner, all these supermodels, some, you know, artists that Ja Rule knew to put this Instagram post up and just said, Fire Festival coming soon, right? So it caused a buzz. Like, people were talking about a festival they, festival they knew nothing about. So what they did was they said, hey, look, festival coming in four months, right? Festival coming in four months. So in that time of, you know, the festival, they started advertising tickets anywhere from $5,000 to $12,000 a ticket, Right? And mind you, they're only promoting on Instagram and Twitter. So, and people started buying into it because of this commercial that they filmed with these models, right? Now, don't get me wrong, the commercial looked dope, right? They were all around the Bahamas, you know, parading around on the beach in these luxury rooms on a luxury plane, you know, and stuff like that. Like, the shit looked lit, right? Like, everything that you see stereotypical in a rapper's music video, you saw on this commercial, right? Now, Two Gun, if we had the money and we saw this commercial, we'd be like, yo, we're there. Right? You know, Mm -hmm. beautiful bitches. A dope-ass beach, an inclusive island where the water's clear and shit. And these models are walking around, having fun, kicking up sand and shit like that. The first thing I thought was, yo, okay, this looks dope. So, let's go to the planning. Now, mind you, they didn't book a venue yet. And this festival is supposed to be, quote-unquote, bigger than Coachella. And you know Coachella is huge. Right? But, you know, that's, that's neither here or there. So, Ja Rule and this Billy guy. I cannot remember Billy's last name. Forgive me. McFarland. Billy McFarland. That's right. So, you know, they're selling tickets to this fire festival and they sell out of tickets fast, right? So mind um, you, they've gotten over, what was it, like $13 million in revenue ticket sales and everything, right? That's enough to throw a festival, correct? Yeah. It should yeah. be. But, you know, with all that money that they got, they were telling these people like almost weeks prior to the event that it's supposed to be, I need this build here, this build here, I need this structure, this structure. And what happened was they ended up losing the island that it was supposed to be on. And not only that, he borrowed $7 million from one person and $4 million from someone else. Jesus Christ, I did not know that. I don't think the doc. I don't yeah, think the document, yeah, I don't think the documentary covered that. But um, what ended up happening is they had to pay for a new venue. So, you know, the money that they mm-hmm. just got from ticket sales and shit like that, they had to secure another place. Now, this place had no running water, no electricity, no plumbing system, nothing. So, and all these people, pay, you got to mind you, these people paid for villas and mansion rooms and stuff like that, right? So you're playing for like these fucking villas and shit. That's like I say, two gun. We're gonna go to Miami, right? 
we're going to stay at the Westgate Hotel, Miami, which is one of the exclusive hotels. And then, like, a week before we're supposed to be there, somebody says, okay, well, you guys can't stay at the Westgate. I'm going to be scrambling to find something remotely close. And the only thing, yeah. and the only thing I find that says a fucking day's in, which isn't nowhere near luxury. Like, I was watching this documentary, and the closer they got to the date, I felt impending doom. <laughs> I felt like I bought a fucking ticket because I was like, oh, no, this shit is bad. So, and then on top of that, they were people were calling travel, travel agents and the U.S. Embassy like, hey, look, where's this festival going to be? I already got a ticket. They didn't tell us where to go. We don't know where to fly. So they said, fuck it. Everybody flew in and everybody there for the fire festival rides on a school bus to a rest, you know, a seaside restaurant, which was pretty dope, right? They're all eating and drinking. And Billy's just like, hey, look, you know, just let them come here. So everybody gets back on a school bus, which is nowhere near luxury. Everybody gets on the school bus and they go to this festival that has FEMA tents and everything set up. All of the musical performers pulled out. So it's not a music festival no more. And people were stranded on the fucking island. And FEMA tents, there was no food. There was nothing. Now, this is what I want to talk about. Two-Gun. Let's just say you and I were in charge of the fire Festival, correct? We have $13 million from people, right? Our company is worth over $100 million. Do you think we could have pulled something out with that said money in a short amount of time? Yes, something. Exactly. Yes, something. Exactly. <clears throat> like, even if we just said, hey, look, we're going to do the Bahamas next year. But for now, you're going to meet us in, I don't know, San Antonio. Exactly. It doesn't have to be exotic. We could have all met in Montego Bay, which I know has villas for rent. It's not the Bahamas, Bahamas, but it's Jamaica. (laughs) Well, you don't need a passport to go to the Bahamas. The Bahamas, no. And you don't need a passport. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. I don't think you need a passport to go to Jamaica either. Okay, yeah, never mind. Yeah. But e- even even then, though, they could have did somewhere in Cuba. Somewhere. Like when I watched the I, I watched the documentary twice. Right, first things first. I felt bad for Andy. You know who Andy was, right? Andy is a guy who was working for Billy, um, for Mr. McFarlane, right? He worked with him on a credit card. He worked with him on a fire festival. He was a guy who was about to go to customs and suck somebody's dick so they can release the water for the festival. I kid you not. Like this guy, Billy calls him and says, hey, look, you're our gay leader and we need you to take one for the team. And by you taking one for the team, we need you to go to customs and suck this dude's dick so we can get the water released. 
Everything about this is horrible. Everything. And then on top of that, the night before the people were supposed to get there for the fire festival, it had a torrential mm-hmm. downpour. So all the tents got soaked. And all the mattresses yeah. got soaked. Like anything that could have went wrong in this festival went fucking wrong. And this was in 2017, Correct. right? <clears throat> this is but here's the thing, though. And then he like he defrauded investors for 27 million. And then on top of that, after he did that, he went to jail for you know fraud, right? So after he did that, everybody that was on the fire list that he had, everybody went to the fire festival, he had on an email list to, um, what's it called? He had on the email list, and he was sending them emails like, hey, look, you know, to get this concert ticket at this price, you know, click this link, so on and so on, or anybody doing this, click on this link, and he defrauded more people for more money. Why he was out on probation. You know what I mean? Out on probation. Oh, out on bail. bail. Excuse me. I'm sorry. You're out on bail. You have to tread lightly. And you're still committing fraud. You know what I mean? Yes, nigga, he was doing, like, some real... Scandalous type shit. Fraudulent shit, yeah. Yeah, this man was on some scandalous bum type shit. And then on top of that, Ja Rule was just like, oh, I got hustled and bamboozled too. But yet, there's a scene on the thing. There's a scene on the video where Ja Rule was talking about, hey, look, you know, the festival didn't go as planned. The festival didn't go well, but we gotta build and we gotta do this and so on and so on and so on. And somebody said, well, don't you think what we committed was fraud? Ja Rule says, I wouldn't call it fraud. I would call it maybe false advertisement. Which is what? Basically the Fraud. <laughs> so Ja Rule goes to Twitter to just say, hey, look, you know, this is what happened. I'm so sorry. I got bamboos in the hustle too, so we need to, you know, I don't like the way this DVD portrayed me, or so on. I mean, not DVD, but special, you know, special portrayed me because I'm not that person. But this is the thing. Who do we feel bad for? Do we feel bad for the people that got hustled, or do we feel bad for the people that sat there and bought something, A, sight unseen from Instagram <coughs> and from Ja Rule? Mm-hmm. Even before I spend fifty, well, you know. even before I spend fifty dollars, I look to make sure what I'm getting is what I'm supposed to be getting. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, some people just be so happy to do shit. They're like, they're on it. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. I don't care how on it you are. This was a fucking disaster through and through. Like. Come the fuck on. My brother said, who the fuck would trust anything from Jaw Rule after 2002? <laughs> Think about it. 
Like, what has Ja Rule? I'm trying to see. What, uh, like, what income has Ja Rule had since then? But shit, probably doing shows. What shows that fifty paid for? <laughs> I'm sure when he got first got out of jail, he was doing a couple of couple of shows here and there. But who the fuck was really searching for Ja Rule? Let's just keep that real. Yeah. But you know, it's not only that. It's the people who used to be there. And, yeah. You know, you're thinking it's a big music festival. Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing that threw me off as fake when I saw the flyer. It said, it said good music, which is Kanye West's label, right? <laughs> Good music, but it did not say who was showing up from good music. Like, is the whole label coming? Is it Kanye West by himself? Is it Pusha T? Is it Big Sean? Who the fuck's going to be there? Yes, he is. Sahai the Prince, maybe? It just said good music. Now, mind you, when you look at the festival... Like Coachella is a widespread, right? But Coachella has a widespread over several days. And Coachella has many concerts going on at one time. Like, let's just say you don't want to watch Thundercat perform. You can go over here and watch Nas, you know, do his set or go over there and watch De La Soul. Well, it was supposed to be like a four or five day. Uh, yeah, that's what Coachella is. But they have so many concerts going on. No, I mean Fire. Um, fire was, um, I think, three days. I think it started on a Friday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and people went home on Monday. But I couldn't even fathom being stranded on an island for three days with no food, no electricity, no nothing. Especially when I paid for it. Exactly. It's not like I was on a ship and we were having a good time. Oh, that's yo, that's that's jumped. one of the suggestions that they had. They said, look, let mm. people don't let people sleep in these, you know, tents. Put them on a cruise ship, because there was a cruise ship down a dock, right? Put oh. them on a cruise ship. Give them a place to sleep. And then, you know, the next day, take them back to the coast so they can watch these musical performances. And mm-hmm. Billy said, no, nah, that's not what they paid for. What they paid for was the experience of staying in a loft, this, that, and the third. I would much rather sleep on a fucking ship, dog. Cause... Yeah, I mean, if you advertise it like, you know, you're staying in little huts and they're nice. You right. know what I mean? But if that's not how it advertised, then all of a sudden you're looking at a tent. Yeah, the cruise ship don't the cruise ship don't look half bad. Right. Nothing looks half bad at that point. Like, and then oh shit, I forgot to tell you. You know those tractor trailer um you know those tractor trailer trucks? That's what they do yeah. these people's luggage in, right? And they said wow. they had um about like Hundreds of black suitcases, right? And they just toss uh, them in this bag. So they opened the tractor trailer truck at night with no lights and had people fishing through their bags with, with no, no tags. tags. And they said it looked like people were looting. This guy said 
he didn't want nobody buy his tent, so he would piss on other people's tents and other people's mattresses so they wouldn't go buy him. Mm. Wow. Like, real talk. And it's so funny because I remember seeing back in 2017, you know, Fire Festival Disaster, Fire Festival Disaster. I'm like, what the fuck is the Fire Festival? Yeah, I never really knew anything about it until I heard about the documentary. Yeah, neither, neither did I. So after watching the documentary, like I said, it's kind of hard to say who to feel bad for. Do we feel bad? The people who pay, I mean, yeah. Like I said. I mean, you know, it's a lot of music festivals. And you're thinking, you know, this is going to be some, you know, it's a festival. Like I said, but do you. You're going to be sleeping good, eating good. Like, nobody really expects to get bamboozled. Fucked over for something like that. You know yeah, what but I mean? you're paying for something sight unseen. <laughs> and then on top of that, what you have celebrity advertising. And then on top of that, there matter. was these websites that came out like Fire Fraud. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like websites that said like Fire Fraud. And then there was this thing. Like these documents that came out called like the truth about the fire festival, where this was inside information that somebody was leaking out to the public. Like this is where your this is what the tents look like right now. These are your quote unquote so called lofts, so on so on. And people still didn't pay attention. I mean, what you already paid for it, you probably you know they probably it probably was a whole. You know, I already paid for it. I'm going to go ahead and go. I can't get my money back type situation. But who's to say that they couldn't get them? But there was nothing saying that they couldn't get their money back. I'm sure it was some kind of... What, clause? Some kind of clause where they couldn't? Or or how are you going to contact this shit? And that's that's one thing that people were saying, you know. This is what would have thrown me off. Like, there was people who were on Instagram, like, hey, look, you know, I'm calling such and such about, you know, my flight and stuff like that. Where am I going and shit like that? And they would delete the comment off Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's a red flag. I don't care how much fucking money I spent. If I comment on something that I've already spent money for and you're deleting my fucking comment, yo, give me that refund, dog. I'm good. Well, first off, I'm not going to no festival that never, you know, is brand hey, new. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? That, that's just, uh, you don't know what you're getting into. Like, all the other festivals have been around for That's years. asinine. You know what I mean? Because, like, and you go into a whole different country. Because even with Woodstock, Woodstock was a disaster in hindsight. But the artist didn't pull out. Mm-hmm. And they still put on a show. Well, Woodside was just a disaster just because of the people, really. And, and, you know, not enough public, not public, but, you know, bathroom situations and the rain and the mud and all that. Right. But I'm sure people still remember, like, that was the best thing in our life. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? At the time. Right. They probably were happy to sleep in a tent that, at that point. But you're talking about going to another country and nothing is there? That was. And then on there. top of that, you couldn't go home. 
And not only that, the people who were working for the shit didn't get paid. Oh, hell no. There was a lady who came out of her pocket over um, 150000 $150,000. Yeah, the lady that fed everybody over a hundred and fifty thousand dollars because she didn't want people to go hungry. Listen, I told them niggas to go fish. You're on this island. <laughs> you better go try to grab one of them crabs out that water. Some oysters exactly. Or something. You better find one of these governing neighborhoods and <laughs> something. Just don't get don't get kidnapped. Exactly. Like, this is shit that I didn't understand. And then, you know, people who recorded footage before their phones died, I felt bad. Because it was like a real-life Hunger Games. So. So, did Jabu get, uh, he didn't get any charges for that shit? Just no, he didn't get no charges. But when you watch the documentary... I know Billy had the full set, 26 million. But when you watch the documentary... He was just as involved as Billy was. Yeah, but he wasn't the money man. You know? No, but at any point, he could have said, hey, Billy, this isn't a good idea. Let's go ahead and pull out of this. I'm sure he didn't even really know anything about it. You know, like, he may have or he may have not, but... He probably was just as blind as anybody else, just trying to get, you know, do a little something to make money. Right, 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 right. <clears throat> or, or not being a good businessman and checking up on stuff himself. You know what I mean? Asking these questions, asking those questions. Right. No, but even like I said, the reason why I always say maybe Ja Rule had more to deal with it than anything is, like I said, that phone call after the disaster happened. Where he was just like, uh, yeah, yeah, well, we messed up and, you know, we can't let this, you know, defeat us, this, that, and the third, whoop, whoop, whoop. That means you knew more than what you let on to say you did. Are you just trying to save face in some type of way? I'm sure he's embarrassed more than anything. I mean, you lost a beef to 50. That's enough. Right? So is this supposed to bring you back to prominence? If not, you know, you still. Who hasn't lost a beef for fifty? You, st- I mean, uh, let me think. Rick Ross. Uh, he kind of did. How do you, how do you lose? See, fifty don't care. Cause one, fifty took that man, Dave Mama, and all his kids. Shopping, <laughs> but and it's more of a slap in the face than anything. But in the long run, Rick Ross is still selling. Fifty really isn't. Yeah, but fifty, you know, he's doing other. Oh things. yeah, fifty's a smart businessman. Yeah, like it's like fifty is such a, a asshole about shit. It, it just, you know, you can't really come back from stuff like right. That. Just like when they took the MMDE chain and, and put it in the video. What happened? You know? Wait, what happened? I don't know whose uh, MMG chain they stole, but they had it and they had it worn in the video. And they asked him, like, where'd you get the chain from? Oh, that- he was like, a jeweler made it. And we got it. <laughs> no, that, that was probably Gunplay's, because Gunplay <laughs> got his chain stolen. Mm-hmm. 
at the BET Yeah, Awards. gunplay got his chain stolen. Like, 50, you really don't want to mess with 50. <clears throat> Other than being a big troll? Yeah, 50 don't care. Just like when he was beefing with French Montana, and he walked on stage while French Montana was, was performing. I don't remember that either. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to watch the videos. The thing was Slow Bucks, when Slow Bucks took a picture with his son, and 50 walks on stage, and all of a sudden, Slow Bucks is getting his chain snatched off and stomped out. And 50 just keeps performing. Damn. I think... You know? I think I only seen 50 rattled one time. And that was during, like, I think it was like a Summer Jam performance with Bang Up Smurf and Domination were on the side of the stage. I don't think he was even rattled at that. Because remember, they threw a chair at 50 and he caught it. Out the no, that was his bodyguard that caught the chair. <laughs> that was 50. Be out on the red blue wife beater, and he caught the chair. Speaking of which, you know what I did the other day? You know, talking about the red wife beater. You know what I did the other day? I finally cleaned out my clothes closet, right? Uh, you know what I want to say? G Unit had the dopest t shirts ever. Yeah, they did have some arcade t shirts. They were the dopest t shirts, and they were good feeling, they were heavyweight. They were durable, and they survived more than t- and they survived more than twenty washes. You know what else was dope back in the day? Remember the Welcome to the Hood? Yeah. And the and the and the hood. The Welcome to those were pretty. The dope. Welcome to the Hood, and that always had a speech on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the name of that company was Army or Arm. Something to that nature. I do remember it. Mm-hmm. But you know who else had a dope clothing brand? Since we're on the subject. Remember the Machiavelli clothing brand? Yeah. Like, those shirts were so fucking dope. And, like, I'm a sucker for durable shirts. You know what I mean? Because I'm a bigger dude. I go through t-shirts like I go through underwear. You know what I mean? And there's something about a durable t-shirt that has rewash value and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. One... All right, guys, upcoming show one day. We're going to talk about clothing brands. Who made the top cut? And where are they now? Yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of where are they now clothing brands. Oh, too. God, yeah. Like, oh, God, what's the name of that um, clothing brand? The one that was going to be um, used as a McDonald's uniform. Oh, wow. I don't remember that one. Yeah, I got to do the research on it. I got to dig through these double XLs and pull up these old clothing brands and we'll talk about those. Yeah, it's a lot. A lot. But you know where clothing brands go to die? Burlington. Pretty much. Like, I saw a a dope-ass Rockerwear shirt in there and I'm like, damn, Rockerwear is doing that bad? Yeah. Well, you know, you can find everything in Burlington. You can find DKNY. You know what I mean? Right. It depends on where the Burlington is at. Well, you can find FUBU shit in Walmart. Yeah. So, that's that. 
Like sometimes you can find London Fog in Burlington. Uh, you know, it just depends on where the Burlington is located. Well, Two Gun knows. If the Burlington is in the middle, in the middle of the hood, you're gonna find hood shit. If it's in the middle of Manhattan, you're gonna find shit people in Manhattan. You know right. what I mean? Like Two Gun noses. I found a dope pair of beef and broccolis at Burlington. Like two gun knows that already. I actually had to get this man on video chat and show him this shit because it sounds unbelievable to find a dope ass pair of beef and broccolis at your local Burlington coat factory. Yeah, but and they always have good coats. I'll oh yeah, dog. I got this fucking um, Paris Nation coat, like this long leather. Um, I call it. I call it my shaft pullover coat. Shaft? Shaft, yeah. Okay. Remember how John Shaft had that long um, petticoat? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's his was leather. Mine just petticoat. Shaft. Yeah. John Shaft. Yeah. I have this. Uh, oh shit! I have a Polaroid pullover coat too. That's dope. So oh. yeah, we got from the Fire Festival to fashion. Thanks fifty. <laughs> Thanks fifty. But um, let me go on my story. I found, like, all these shirts, like, and it's so funny because I used to be all about the brand. Like, G-Unit, Rockaware, State Property had a dope clothing line. And I wonder, you know, where did all these dope clothing, you know, clothing lines go? What are these modern-day rappers wearing? So, you know, when you Google these modern-day rappers, you know what they're wearing? Women's shit. Basically, like, pull up any picture of Travis Scott, right? It looks like he has a female sweater on, a female t shirt, tight ass jeans. And I'm like, when did this become socially acceptable? Yeah, men in leggings and jeggings, whatever. Jeggings. <clears throat> like I said before, if you got to point your motherfucking toe to put your pants on, or if you take your pants off and they come off inside out, like, you know, too. Word, dog. Like, <laughs> Like, if you have to do the bunny hop to put your pants on, it might be a little too tight. Right. No, no man should struggle to get in a pair of jeans. Ever. 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 So yeah, man. It's just, it's just not. It's just dog not right. man. Do you know how sad I felt to bring those three boxes to Goodwill? Because mm. I was. Well, what was um. That? I had a box full of t-shirts, I had a box full of, like, dress shirts, and I had a box full of jeans. Uh-huh. I wasn't giving up my shoes, though. Fuck that. Uh-huh. He's a complicated man. No one but understands no one him but this woman. woman. Yeah. For those... <laughs> Shout out to Richard Roundtree. Shaft. Shout out to Gordon. Shout out to Isaac Hayes. Yeah, shout out to Gordon Parks, too, who bought Shaft to Life. A lot of people don't know Gordon. Gordon Parks started out as a photographer. And he decided, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do a movie. And Shaft was the first idea he had. He says, end quote, he wrote Shaft in a week. Mm. You know what I mean? And the movie worked. Mm. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, he was a big uh, like photojournalist through like the civil rights right. movement. Right, if not the biggest. Yeah. So, yeah. Shout out to Gordon Parks. Do your research. Black history is coming up. Yeah. So, yeah, we got to do a black history show, sure. Um, black history show soon. Yeah. Because <clears throat> you know how quick February comes and goes. Right. February is just like, damn, income taxes. <laughs> as soon as you get it, it's gone. Some people know what to do with it. Nah, man, I don't get income taxes, dog. Yeah, I'm at the point now in my life where I'm owing taxes. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how you know you made it somewhat in life. When you get your, um, when you try to do your taxes and you owe like $800, you're like, what the fuck? Let me find a way. I don't understand. How let me find a way to finagle this shit where I can just go ahead and pay them 40 <laughs> Or yeah. break even. Exactly. So, but um, we got some upcoming shows coming soon. Like I said, we got the fashion show coming soon. Now, the show that I'm ex- where they now the show that I'm excited for is the What Happened to That Boy show coming. And yep. the premise of that show is some of these rappers that you saw here gone tomorrow. We're going to talk about them starting from, I want to say, let's start from 1990 on. Because if we just did all the hip hop, well, uh, 1990 on is. That's going to be a lot of. Let's just go from maybe 98 on. Yeah. Because 98 was, I would say, the rise of the independent label art. You know, the independent labels such as your No Limit, your Cash Monies, your Suave Houses, so on and so on. So we're going to have maybe, oh yeah, we're going to have not only artists, but labels. Uh Like we all know we used to listen to Young L.A. What happened to that boy? That's going to be the premise of the show. Oh God. So, um. These these vanity labels, most of them were. Right. We're going to try to get a, we're going to try a black history show, but not your traditional black history where we're teaching something. (laughs) <laughs> I mean being mad real man like we're not teachers so we're not paid educators nah. we'll just let you know about some things like every could be. I mean every show that we do for the most part is the black history show yeah so yeah I like it when you do that right there. we teach black excellence yeah where the fuck is Chingy who knows? Probably with a tranny somewhere. Shout out to Sydney Star. Yeah. So. niggas on TV. Yeah, I saw that on that Love and Hip Hop shit. Yeah. Word. So. What the hell is going on, my people? So we got the Black History Show. We got the What Happened to That Boy Show. We got the Fashion Label Show. And soon. We got to get uh, uh, we got to get Ray on the show. Absolutely. Oh, let me let me tell you a funny story about Ray, dog. Ray FaceTimed me last night. Now Ray bought a thirty pack beer, right? A thirty box a thirty box of Rolling Rock, right? And when he FaceTimed me, 
he was three sheets past the win, right? And this nigga wow. only had two beers left. <laughs> wow. Like, three sheets past the win. And, you know, I never turned down a FaceTime from any of my homies, right? But, God, when I say this guy was gone, he was gone. I had to call him today to make sure he didn't suffer from um, alcohol poisoning. Well, like yeah. that. I, I had to call him today to make sure to, to make sure he was good. But he was good though. He was down. good though. Shout out to the homie Ray. So Ray's gonna be but also with all these shows coming up, keep on the lookout for one hundred. Show one hundred. And what I wanna do for one hundred, I wanna do something special. I'm not going to share it with you guys yet, but I already shared it with you two, though. So I want y'all to stay tuned for that because it's going to be epic. For those who listen to the show, thank you so much. Y'all rode with us. This is episode 90 right here. Y'all rode with us. Yeah, y'all rode with us 90 deep, and we're so, we're appreciative for that shit. Like, for real, some real shit. Still waiting on my nudes. Oh Still shit! Nudes, shout man. out your um. Shout <clears throat> out your IG. Two underscore blind underscore Tony. On IG. Now. I'm ready to be disres- Ready to get some disrespect in my uh, DM. Word. I'm yeah. at digger two k six as it sounds. That's at d i g g a two k six all one word. So, on top of that, I think we're I think we're done with this show. I've said everything we need to say. We talked about the fire festival. We talked about fashion. We talked about what's coming up next. Even do a little tranny in there. Shout out to Sydney Star one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Word. <clears throat> we don't discriminate on the show. If you listen to us and you're in an LGBT community, you're all right with us. And if you want to buy Sydney Star some sneakers, she wears size 12. (laughs) Size 13 on a good day. (laughs) (laughs) 13 and Tim's. (laughs) 13 and Tim's. Make sure you get her a jock strap. All that. Other than that, close us out too good. Uh... If you're in the Midwest or the Northeast, please bundle up because it's going to be cold. Oh, up. man. Oh, man. <coughs> like the temperatures here were dope today. It was like in the 50s. It was great. Yeah, I wish I knew what double digits looked like. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're in Detroit, Detroit. <laughs> you can't even say Michigan. Yeah. You go, oh, you're in Detroit, Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Word. All right, my closing words is thank you guys for listening to the show. I want to shout out a few listeners. You know, I got to throw on my man Double M, who's got to be on the show soon. Um, Ronaldo Red. I mean, the ones who listen every single time we post, we appreciate y'all. For real. That's like some real talk. Other than that, we are out. Two Gun. Close us out with a song, man. What a song? song. Do something new today. <laughs> oh man, I'm on the spot. What's a funny uh, song? We could do clap by we could do clap back by Jar Rule for the Fire Festival. Oh, 
Oh my god, I don't know the words to that. Oh, we all know the chorus though. I don't know the words. Yeah, it's just we're gonna clap back. We're gonna clap hey. back. That that's good <laughs> enough to close us out. I'll holler at y'all. Yep. All right. Later. All right. Peace.